0: Women on Screen Out Loud is proudly supported by Deluxe Toronto. Deluxe is the leading post-production and visual effects provider to the world's top content
1: creators. This episode is proudly presented by the Directors Guild of Canada in Ontario. DGC Ontario, creativity lives here.
0: Welcome to Women On Screen Out Loud, giving a platform to women in the film industry who challenge, motivate and inspire on all sides of the camera. We are your hosts, Lara Jean Korostecki and Jennifer Pogue. Director Sharon Lee's career is young yet flourishing and impressive. From the outside, this ambitious woman may seem to have it all. But as many of us know, results such as hers come from a long journey of courage, compassion and perseverance. In her essay, To the Summit, Sharon investigates the paths she has explored in her quest to climb her mountain, a mountain filled with checkpoints and detours, both challenging and rewarding, while holding her center, her passion, and truth. Hello,
2: Sunshine. I've been thinking about you and what you're going through right now. I certainly know what it's like to be going through a low, to feel sad and lost. A bit like we're floating around, unsure of the next best move to make in this game we play. I think that you and I are lucky to know just exactly what it is that we are passionate about. I try to remember that, knowing this path isn't easy. I've chosen a breathtaking mountain to climb, alongside a gazillion amateurs, tourists, and sightseers. At the first checkpoint, the group had already thinned out to the ones who were serious about this. Still, There were a lot of us. Some will get to the summit faster, some will give up, and some will die up here. What I want is to notice every step I take and make sure that every day I'm learning something new about this road or about and from the comrades who are on this journey with me. I want to think of ways to carve out my own path, maybe one that is shorter or smarter, whatever will get me to the summit faster. But could you imagine how exhausting that is to be going uphill every single day? I'm not sure which checkpoint I'm at now, though I'm certain there are plenty I'll never cross. The numbers of trails are endless. So while I definitely want to remain curious and explore alternate routes that may lead me to places I never thought I'd find love, cause I might find love on a summit different than the one I set out to reach. It's so crucial that I pay attention to where I'm going and not wander off to a hill I never wish to climb. This is difficult to explain, but allow me to try. I recognize the value of each winding road, so I try hard to stay open to arriving at unexpected places. Life offers surprises, beautiful and joyful ones, whether in detours, pauses, or total deviations. But the key is to check in with myself. Does this road align with the core of me? Does it feed me or drain me? Do I have something to give here? Does it challenge me in a way that will ultimately lift me up? Will it break me open to new revelations? While focused on putting one foot in front of the other, I must remember to look within at that summit, my summit, to remind myself where I want to go. Because there will be checkpoints we will reach, darling, coveted and celebrated checkpoints with exhilarating rides that have the fancy seats and free candy. We will go on those roller coasters, our hair flowing, our hearts pounding with adrenaline, with a whole crowd cheering us on, and we'll feel like this is it. This is the place that we've been praying to get to. Soon, we'll even get a chance to drive that roller coaster, and it will be because we worked damn hard to get there. We will bask in the glory and deserve every moment. But wait, is this it? Is this the place we had in our hearts? Careful not to get caught up going round and round. We can go at high speed without getting anywhere. And at that speed, it's often hard to think, to feel, to stand up straight and tall. There will be times, more often than not, when we'll want to escape, take a trip, or sleep, a lot tired, tired, tired of looking up at that damn summit. When that happens, I always immediately muster up that dwindling force inside and tell myself to stay put and fight the good fight. But then I realize it's not about running away, but more about recentering and replenishing my entire being. On this gorgeous mountain, there are many lush forests and lakes and even oceans to explore. Sometimes, it will be necessary to take a day, a week, a month, a year to see those places, to rest, to rejuvenate my soul, my body, my heart. Because the thing is, I do not want to die on this mountain. I want to make it to the top. I've only gotten started, and there's still a really long way to go. I will not give up and return to base. But it's a treacherous road up there, and if I'm gonna make it, I gotta make sure I'm happy, and healthy, and safe. So, I will need to not only allow, but make myself take those pauses, to take in the rivers and tree houses. If I lay too long on the sunny beach, I may fall behind from my peers, but they will not have seen what I've seen. We all walk our own paths, rich with unique triumphs, trials, and tribulations. I may never reach the summit, but I will spend my life going higher and higher, seeing spectacular things along the way and growing a fuller heart every day. And when my life comes to an end, it won't be because I wasn't good to myself. When the road ahead seems too steep, too winding, too lonely, and the summit still too far, look back. Look how far you've come how much you've accomplished, and taken all that beauty you've experienced and created. Yes, you. You are far, so damn far from being a failure. You have gone through a lot and have risen above it all. You're doing everything you need to be doing. Those dark clouds come around often on this mountain. So allow yourself a break. Get a big umbrella. Hang on to the friends you've made along the way. Hang on to me. Don't slip and fall in this storm. Take care of yourself. You will be okay. With love,
0: Sharon. Coming up, Sharon Lee opens up about community, self-care, and her passion for her craft.
1: All right, let's have a chat. I'm Lara Jean Korostecki. I'm here with Sharon Lee at Deluxe Toronto. Sharon, thank you so much for coming in today. I'm so excited.
2: (laughs) We're excited to have you. Thank you for having me.
1: So this essay that you wrote, you beautifully embraced and elaborated on this analogy that we've known for a long time of climbing the mountain. Uh, but you were balancing it this time instead of success is like constantly climbing. You've balanced it with this beautiful idea that ultimately what I got from it at least was that the journey is the goal and that if we don't stop and take our time and breathe along this journey that we're going to miss a lot of stuff along the way. Where did the inspiration for this piece come from? Why did you write this?
2: It was actually a letter to a friend. Like I actually sent this letter out to a friend because a friend who actually is an actor and who was just going through a really hard time and, uh, you know, not sure how to go forward because you've done everything, you know, you think you can do. And it's just like you hit this wall and it just feels so lonely and futile and, you know, desperate. And then I think in those moments, you're just like, you question everything and you question if you should even be in this on this mountain you know mm-hmm. and for me it was a great opportunity to reflect and think about how to deal with those moments cuz they do happen a lot and how do you survive a life like this
1: mm-hmm. man do mm-hmm. i hear that that gives me goosebumps mm-hmm. how do we <laughs> Yeah. This, the way that you wrote it, um, that you did write to a friend, uh, I I find it so generous of you to do something like this, and also so interesting that it does also feel like you're writing to yourself in this very compassionate gesture of self love. Uh, What did exploring these thoughts do? do for you or did it open up anything for you after you wrote it? I mean, you've revisited it now and I know you've expanded on it since we asked you to be a part of this podcast. So how did it deepen your understanding or empathy for your friends and those around you and ultimately for yourself? I guess I'm asking, talk a little bit more about that journey.
2: I mean, I think, you know, it's funny because now that I'm a little further into my career, you know, I'm still kind of at the beginning, I would say, of my career. Um, But, you know, three years ago, when I wrote this, I was also like, am I ever going to work? Am I ever going to be able to make a living, you know? And for a long time, I had decided that there's no plan B. I'm doing this for the rest of my life, whether I have to be a barista also. (laughs) (laughs) That's the way it's going to be. But... I still now struggle with different things, but there's always going to be challenges. Like, you're always gonna be going to be going—it's always going to be an uphill battle. And so it was nice to look back and be like, oh, wow, it's crazy that I'm still struggling, even though all the things I have now I would have killed to have three years ago, Um so it's nice to count your blessings, too, and be like, hey, look how far you've come. Like, mm-hmm. this is everything you've accomplished, and you should feel really proud of that. And, and yeah, yeah. So I guess it's just, like, this double-edged thing where you're like, I have a long way to go, and there's lots of things I want. But also look at all the things that you can be proud of and appreciate. and. And that stuff
1: fuels you to keep going. The journey is the goal. This um, idea also of community to me really speaks when we're this honest about things. It really comes through um, that we're not alone. I had a a manager in L.A. who said to me represents a a few big A-list people and uh, particularly with his female A-list clients that he was like, I still have to make outgoing calls. Like, mm-hmm. even when we get near the top of that mountain, yeah. there's still struggles. It really takes—what do they say in theater school? Uh, if you have a plan B, go do it.
2: Yeah, otherwise, exactly. Otherwise, exactly. the
1: emotions, even when you're successful as you are now, there's so much that you're doing that is, is <laughs> you know, people, as you say, you would have killed for it Yeah. years well, ago. And people would kill for it right now. But, yeah, it's still a struggle, of course. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's funny— it's funny how we don't see our own success and we we kind of belittle our own success and in this world of social media people see this highlight reel of your life and it's 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 still kind of jarring to me to hear somebody be like you're so successful and you have it all and and then I have to kind of make a checklist in my head of like oh yeah I do have all those things. But at the same time, I think something that has kept me really going is I have this perception and I I say this in the most positive way possible, but I have this perception that I'm nobody and nobody is ever going to know who I am really because you have to be so famous to be famous. <laughs> it's like so true. There are people who are famous who have won Oscars, who have done so many things that you know, my friends who are not in the industry, they're like who's that? Like Yeah. And so I have this comfort in knowing that I can do anything and make mistakes and nobody is going to know about it, you know?
1: Well, it's also... if fame is the goal, that's just a different type of approaching this business. And if fame is your goal, okay, cool. There's many ways that you can go about kind of trying to achieve that. But it sounds, what I'm hearing is you really are looking for a artistic journey that is fulfilling to you mm-hmm. in which you have protected it through this analogy that you just said or this idea that it's okay if I fuck up.
2: It's yeah. Okay. I mean, I think I think the goal is just that I want to keep doing this. Mm -hmm. So whatever allows me to keep doing this. um, So, yeah, mistakes that don't kill my career are fine. You know, (laughs) like anything that, you know, keeps me going as long as possible.
1: Are there tools in your toolkit, um, so to speak, other than writing these inspirational words to mm-hmm. help your friends, but that help you pull this courage and bravery to keep going forward and keep looking for new ways, rituals that you have, or hobbies, or mentors? or?
2: You know, there's this book called Big Magic.
1: Ah, friend just gave it to me the other day. Oh, man. It's,
2: uh, I Have It at Home. Yeah, by Elizabeth Gilbert. And it definitely... I think it saved my life. Um, I read it two or three years ago, and it's really about always coming back to your craft and doing things for your craft and for yourself as opposed to for your career or for money or for, you know, And, and that's really helped me. And also having a life outside of work because I think it's so easy for us to become slaves to our careers and slaves to our craft, which is so silly. You know, your craft is a gift and it should feel like joy. And yeah, we always, we do things sometimes that we don't want to do. But I really try to limit those things um, because, again, I think it comes back to longevity. And if I'm starting to become bitter about my work... And dread
1: my work then what's the point mm-hmm I love the idea of um, I've tried my best to live my life as person first actor 2nd
2: mm-hmm
1: and I I think that balance is for me and for people like you that I speak to it is so important Um You mentioned in this essay that, you know, it's so beautiful to know exactly what you're passionate about. What solidified for you that this was your mountain to climb specifically when it came to directing? Like, what in your journey made you go, yes, I'm a director. When was that moment for you if there was one?
2: It came so late. I wanted to be an actor when Ah. I was a kid. And ever since, as long as I can remember, I wanted to be a kid. I remember being 12 and telling people that acting was the best job on the planet because it's the job that allows you to learn the most about the world because I could put myself in other people's shoes and live lives of people that I never would have met or, you know, delve into the research and the background of all these people and actually feel their feelings so to me it was really about empathy and then in university I directed a play kind of by accident Um, and then I never acted again (laughs) and I had never thought about directing as a thing that I could it just never entered my brain and when I did it I was like oh this is I get to, actually as a director, I get to empathize with every character. Mm. And I actually get to explore something and try to say something and had more control. And I've always been big on control <laughs> <laughs> my whole life. Um, and, you know, I was a student council president and yeah. that stuff. So it just really fit. And when I did it, it just clicked. And I think that's why I feel so lucky because... I just knew there's something inside of you that you just know it's what you're supposed to do. And what actually, maybe not what you're supposed to do, but what you want to do. And to be able to put all my focus on that, that's so lucky, you know, because people spend so much of
1: their time fig- trying to figure out what it is that they want to do. It's one of the paths on your mountain that feel it speaks to your core. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know you've got a great reputation in the business that keeps growing as being an actor's director. And I think that probably hearing that you started as an actor and hearing that your approach to directing is all about empathy for the characters is probably where that comes from. So it's Mm -hmm. really wonderful.
2: That's so nice to hear. I didn't. uh, It's true. It's funny because we've never worked together. No, you and I haven't, but (laughs) I know many people you've worked with. That's so funny. I Yeah, that's. So really lovely (laughs) to hear that from someone I've never worked with.
1: (laughs) Well, speaking of people we work with, Mm -hmm. um, you speak about the community of travelers that are by your side in this essay. Mm -hmm. And we here at Women on Screen believe in cultivating a strong community of support and especially supporting other women in this business. Can you speak about anyone that's inspired you or given you the support you've needed along the way as you did for your friend here
2: I mean, I think it's mutual. Um definitely. I have I think it take it took me a while to find people who really kind of spoke my language, I guess. Um in ways I didn't know. I have a friend, dear friend, producer, um uh Charlie Hidalgo who's actually a trans man and Produce the things they think I'm thinking Mm. with me. And we have gone through so much. And I've been really lucky to work on a couple of short films um, with LGBTQ plus um, performers and characters. And so I've been exposed to that world and consumed a lot more content um, from that community as a result, as a benefit. And so I really feel like it's opened my eyes a lot and um, also going through the journey with Charlie of, you know, transitioning and and the ongoing transition um, and just really focusing on, you know, our society and the things that we face and how to keep... Um, joy but also integrity in your life and your in your practice i guess mm-hmm. yeah it's so useful to have somebody there to be like yes you're right or no you're wrong you know and to have those conversations and debates yeah
1: to make those mirrors for each other mm-hmm. i think yeah it's so important for us to be there for each other in a way that is both uplifting and joyful and also in a way that hold each other to account in terms of opening our worldviews and expanding the stories that we hear in this community. Um, That's really beautiful. Uh, What do you think? Do you think you'll ever get to the top of the mountain? You know,
2: I don't know. I mean, I think that top of that mountain, I think unfortunately for people like us, that top will keep moving up Mm -hmm. and up, and I think we'll always have further ambitions and i would like to think that i will get to a place in my life where i'm happy with where with where my life is at and i mean i am happy with where my life is at now i just know that i have a long journey ahead i'd like to think that by the time i'm like 70 years old i'm happy with the career i've had and just happy to keep working and
1: um Sometimes when I hear the word happiness, I've been thinking a lot about that over the last couple of years. And the idea of, for me in personal and professional life, the idea of meaning supersedes happiness. Mm-hmm. That at the end of our careers, if we've never reached that summit, but we've had so much meaning in the lakes and the tree houses mm-hmm. and the uh, paths along the way and the detours that we've taken and the deviations and the people we've met – I think meaning adds up to a heck of a lot more than going, I'm
2: For sure. And I think, you know, one front one part when I say, you know, if I stay too long on the sunny beach, Mm. that I think about a lot because, you know, we all have twenty-four hours in our day and we all spend it somehow, you know, whether we sleep more or watch more TV or go on more runs, we actually spend the exact same amount of time doing something that somebody else didn't do, you know what I mean? So it's like our life is so unique to us and we choose what we experience and what we need. And ultimately at the end, you have all of that. You have all of that. And I guess it's a matter of, you know, now looking forward, how do you want to spend your time and making sure that that time is spent in a way that,
1: is valuable to you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that speaks to your heart. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you so much for coming in today and sharing your unique path and journey.
0: (laughs) It is my pleasure. It's been a pleasure to have you. Sharon Lee is a director born in Taiwan, bred in Montreal and currently located in Toronto. She is an alumni of the Canadian Film Center's Director's Lab and was selected as one of Women in View's five in Focus directors. In 2018, she was named as one of the Hollywood reporters, Canada's Rising Stars. Her latest multi-award winning short film, The Things You Think I'm Thinking, has been in competition at over 70 festivals, including Slamdance, South by Southwest, and was selected as a Vimeo staff pick for its online release. Sharon currently directs on Murdoch Mysteries, Coroner, Hudson & Rex, and the acclaimed Sinking Ship Entertainment series, Odd Squad, Dino Dana, and Endlings. Thank you again to Sharon for joining us today at Deluxe. Be sure to check out future episodes of Women on Screen Out Loud wherever you get your podcasts. And check out upcoming events and initiatives from Women on Screen at womenonscreen.ca. Until next time, I'm Lar Jean Gorostecki. And I'm Jennifer Pogue. And we are Women Women on Screen. Women on Screen Out Loud was recorded at Deluxe Toronto. This podcast was created and produced by Lara Jean Korostecki and Jennifer Pogue. Executive produced by Lauren McKinley, Farah Morani, and Kira Murphy, with original music by Erica Percunier. Thank you to Deluxe Toronto for hosting us and for continuing to support Women on Screen.